Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Wagner Dos Santos, and this is Wagner Live. In this episode, I'll be giving you a midweek check-in with commentary on the top news in marketing, advertising, branding, and business from where we left off on Wednesday, November the 9th to date. Now, typically this show is recorded um, and broadcast live in front of a live video audience on Wednesdays, and I'm doing so on a Tuesday night because of a temporary conflict that I have, but uh, typically this show is at 8 p.m. Eastern time and um, on, on, uh, on Wednesdays every week. So, um, so today uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Google, Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and so much more. So why don't we get started? Um, so first of all, starting with the segment, did you hear this? Um, first, first up, um, the, the elections, right? So, um, every, nearly every major tech stock was down on Thursday, uh, one day after Donald Trump was officially elected president and that's Apple, Google, Microsoft, Amazon, they were all in the red, uh, despite the broader market being up. So um, there definitely was quite a um, quite a wound inflicted on tech, and uh, a lot of it was um, concerns about what a Trump presidency can mean t for technology. Um, then again, one thing that we know about the uh, the stock market and about Wall Street is that it's very sensitive to change and. Um, um, we're, we're already starting to see some improvements and leveling off. So hopefully we won't see further issues with tech stocks, which right now, uh, tech really dominates Wall Street. So that was a, a very big hit. Um, also in tech, um, Adobe. Adobe is acquiring an ad tech company. If you guys are familiar uh, with, um, with Tube Mobile, uh, I'm sorry, Tube Mogul, Tube Mogul is a, uh, a great resource for those of us that um, do a lot of YouTube marketing. And it gives us a, a lot of opportunities for uh, analytics and for optimization of your uh, YouTube programming. Well, Adobe just acquired that company for uh, the beautiful tune of $540 million. I, I'm telling you, tech is the way to go, isn't it? I mean, you you can see such an amazing return on uh, on any kind of a tech startup. No no wonder uh, tech startups are, are blossoming in every market across the country every day through incubator programs and co-working spaces. But $540 million gives Adobe uh, the tube mogul tech company and um, uh, this deal um, uh, brings uh, the tube moguls common stock to about $14 per share and uh, product hunt if you guys are familiar some of my uh, more um, I don't know shall I say geeky um, listeners and and viewers will know product hunt as a great um, resource uh, podcast, website, and um, and just a, a great overall uh, review of source of, uh, uh, of information about the latest tech products. Well, it's a three-year-old company, if you're not familiar, and um, they are now finally preparing to launch its first revenue-generating product 
in the first quarter of 2017. So it'll be interesting to hear more news about this, but they are now moving to a revenue generating model. Um, now AT&T uh, in the news saying that they're gonna lower the quality of most video on its network uh, by default next year. Uh, they're doing this as part of a feature that they call Stream Saver. And Stream Saver is going to cap videos at the standard uh, 480p resolution. Um, and, uh, and of course, HD, you know, we're talking about 1080p. So uh, 480p is quite a reduction. Uh, and uh, they're going to be uh, presenting those instead of high definition because, of course, high definition um, causes um, more stream bandwidth and more um, data um, data resources, thus be more expensive. So um, you're going to see a lot of um, a lot of companies that are offering these kind of tools now. Um, and I have um, at home I have AT&T UVerse, um, and also um, I have AT&T uh, as my cell phone carrier. Now, AT&T. Um, has a program for mobile phones, for example, where um, when you start exceeding your data, uh, they will start slowing down the speed of your connection um, as opposed to uh, you incurring exorbitant uh, overage charges. So expect to see a lot more of this as opposed to people getting taxed for data overages, seeing more of a slowdown in speed. I would personally like to see less of a penalty in any regard, whether it's a slowdown in speed or a, um, a, a, a penalty of overages. I, I would just, I would love to find a way to where you could just get data at the, at the highest speed um, at a good low cost. Um, and that's in Wagner's perfect utopia, but maybe someday. Um, Lyft, if you guys are familiar with the uh, Uber competitor, Lyft, um, they are, they, they've had, um, they've been sporting their iconic pink mustache um, and um, it looks like they're going to be replacing it with a sleek glowing gadget designed to help customers quickly spot the car they ordered. So for those of you that are stashing it out or, you know, um, or still growing those, uh, those beards, I think Lyft is kind of telling you that facial hair is on the way out. So... You've been warned. Um, Google, they um, they just bought, and this is really interesting. They bought a shopping search startup called Undecidable Labs, and Undecidable Labs specializes in turning online searches into purchases. And this came from an ad age report. And this acquisition suggests that Google is progressing uh, really to generate revenue from its massive library of online images. So uh, for those of you that are um, very active in search marketing and the power of search through Google, this is a uh, really interesting news on how they may take this company, this search startup and, uh, and, and really uh, enhance their, um, uh, their search features. So, um, also in the news about Google and Facebook, uh, they have been um, in the news for cracking down on these fake news sites. So you might have heard this in the news. Uh, Reuters reports that Alphabet, uh, which is Google's parent company, and Facebook um, this past Monday announced measures aimed at halting the spread of fake news on the Internet by targeting how some purveyors of phony content make money um, and uh, and so you'll you'll hopefully see um, more 
truthful advertising, if you will, and um, and and less um, you know clickbait um, through through this uh, through this effort. So let's move on to. Uh, Black Friday and Cyber Monday. It's coming up, right? So Thanksgiving is Thursday, November 24th, of course. But, um, you know, that's just Thanksgiving. The most important holiday is Black Friday, right? Black Friday is Friday, November 25th. And then Cyber Monday is Monday, November the 28th. So if you didn't already know that, mark your calendars. Um, as always, every year, Lots of major brands, big box stores, uh, everybody's jumping in on the bandwagon to offer deals. Now, those of you that um, have been very active in shopping during this season will also be aware that brands are also trying to uh, distance themselves from the media fragmentation. So um, with there being such a high traffic uh, for sales on those days, you'll find that there are either some brands that are completely skipping Cyber Monday or Black Friday altogether, or they're starting it sooner. So you'll see them starting um, early, um, even, uh, even as soon as this week, if you will, all the way through the end of the month, offering the Black Friday, Cyber Monday type deals. That way they can capture um, more of the share voice and more of the uh, eyeballs than uh, in the very highly contested um, days. So Walmart, of course, is uh, probably one of the biggest brands um, uh, that is involved in Black Friday. And they um, they have their deals uh, more than uh, two weeks in advance of, uh, of the shopping holiday. Um, but uh, but there's a small catch that these deals are going to be only available to users via the Walmart app. So if you're interested in uh, getting in on those uh, sales, uh, Walmart wants you to use your app, use the app and then you can go ahead and do it right now. Um, moving on to Twitter. So back to uh, the elections. Um, one thing that we one of the many things that we learned in uh, this presidential election is the the power uh, of social media. We've seen it before. We saw it in um, Obama's uh, race to the office. Um, but I think that it's safe to say that uh, Twitter was really uh, put on the map by uh, President-elect Trump. And in a recent interview, uh, Matt Yale of uh, Tusk Ventures, which is a political uh, strategy firm, he said that Trump was incredibly effective at using the limited characters of Twitter to say the two or three sentences that he wanted on every single issue every single day. Um, in a recent uh, interview on 60 Minutes, um, Donald Trump has uh, also indicated that he's probably not going to back off that much on Twitter. He finds that Twitter was a very uh, useful tool for him, and uh, he will continue to uh, tweet to uh, his audience. Now, whether or not it's going to be him personally tweeting, I, I think um, he won't have the time, hopefully, to be doing that himself, but he will have a team, I'm sure that will be dedicated to Twitter. And it's not very rare these days, uh, as I reported last week, to see um, political candidates set up a, a team, a tech team, that is strictly responsible for uh, digital marketing. And, uh, and now we're even seeing 
uh, them set up teams specific to Twitter. So, um, so I wouldn't be surprised if there would be a cabinet position for uh, tweeting, <laughs> chief of tweets. Um, and then uh, tell me what you guys think about that. Do you think a chief of tweets position would be uh, would be good? And if so, would you like to have that job? Um, and then uh, post election, Twitter. Uh, stock it popped about four percent at about nineteen dollars eleven cents per share and um the company said that more than 75 million tweets were sent through 3 a.m eastern time wednesday morning um and that's according to usa today and that broke the record set on election day in 2012 of 31 million tweets so um Snapchat last week, moving on, had uh, um, had some interesting news. Now, I had reported um, last week about world lenses, and this is the special filters for the uh, rear camera of your smartphone. So now, with the, uh, the rear camera of your smartphone, I had reported that you can uh, essentially um, produce augmented reality filters of your surroundings. You can make a cloud into a face. You can make... Um, uh, a building talk. I mean, you can do all these great things. Um, Snapchat is now um, focusing on their release of Spectacles. And uh, you guys are probably very familiar because it's been in the news a lot that Spectacles are their version, if you will, of Google Glass. And even to say that um, probably is um, is. Um, undervaluing what they're doing because they've they've put a lot of interesting and great innovative thought into spectacles and it uh, it has um, it has all the makings of doing so much better than Google Glasses and uh, what they did recently if you didn't see this in the news which I thought was really cool because you guys that um, that know my background know that I spent a lot of years in experiential marketing and I love guerrilla marketing event marketing well they created these vending machines called Snapbots and if you're not familiar with them uh, go to spectacles.com forward slash map and they're essentially creating a countdown on the website of where these snapbots are going to appear next. Brilliant uh, marketing campaign, creating this anticipation to go there and buy the spectacles. Now, I think the spectacles you can purchase through the vending machine for a uh, hundred bucks or so, uh, under two hundred dollars. Um, but it's been said that people that were um, now, I think that the first one opened up in uh, Venice Beach, if I'm not mistaken, and then from there they went to uh, uh, Loma Vista, and um, where they go next, I don't know, but you have to go on the website. But people who have been fortunate enough to be uh, following the map and going to the vending machine, they have um, they've resold the spectacles for as much as two thousand dollars on eBay. So. Um, so there's a lot of people just going there and grabbing a whole bunch and then reselling them for profit. And that's not very different than we've seen people do with a, a variety of tech, including uh, Google Glasses. So again, it's spectacles.com forward slash map if you want to go take a look and see where the vending machine will uh, pop up next. Um, so moving on to Facebook and Instagram, um, a new report shows that Facebook uh, did not block fake news uh, because it was scared of suppressing right-wing sites. So this was, um, you know, it being such a uh, crazy election and campaign, even Facebook was uh, under scrutiny for trying to 
uh, affect the results of the uh, of the presidential election. And uh, so uh, crazy, but they were um, they were being accused. And the report shows that uh, they didn't block uh, news because it was scared of suppressing white uh, right wing sites. And um, and that um, case closed. <laughs> um, n n nothing further to say about that. That was just ridiculous. Um, and then Instagram uh, is continuing uh, to keep up with um, and to compete with Snapchat. And so they're adding more features now to take on Snapchat. And this past Thursday, um, they added uh, three more features, including the ability to at mention, so the at sign, uh, at mention people in stories, in, uh, and also include web links. So those are some of the new features on Instagram um, in their ever evolving, um, stories. And then, uh, also on Facebook, um, they announced that they're going to remove an option. And I thought this was really interesting to remove an option that allowed advertisers to exclude certain ethnic groups from their targeting. Now, if any of you use Facebook's business manager to do um, Facebook ads to do Facebook ads, you know, to create Facebook ads and to uh, um, uh, to, to create and distribute them. There's a, one of the great things about Facebook advertising is that it has so many interesting tools for you to filter down to the interest and down to the behavior based on the data that Facebook provides. So Facebook grabs all that data from all you nice people and then they're able to open up that data to advertisers so that they can target ads specifically not only to you your age uh, your gender but your interests you know do you like movies do you like horror movies do you like comedy uh, do you go shopping um, do you uh, are you a a coach uh, handbag uh, customer Vera Bradley um, so they have all that information on you and then they provided to advertisers so that they can do more specific targeting so that the ads are more relevant to you. Now, one of the things that you can do is you can filter out um, those ads. And so Google um, and, and search engines typically allow you to do um, some filtering as well of their ads so that you can be more specific. Uh, Facebook allowed you to uh, exclude certain ethnic groups and um, really I believe very harmlessly so, but because we are living in a world where there's so much sensitivity in political correctness, um, there uh, there's a there's a group, uh, several groups that have um, uh, put a highlight on Facebook for their um, exclusion, and so now they're going to be removing it. And um, and so this will only allow. I mean, this announcement uh, really uh, changes now how they can um, target or filter out ethnic groups, including housing, employment, uh, and then credit ads. And this is. Uh, um, this came after a, um, um, a publisher called ProPublica, and they published an article highlighting uh, this, this targeting option. So say bye-bye to that filtering. Um, then uh, a company, another acquisition, and a lot of these acquisitions uh, have been happening all through this year. Um, I think it'll be interesting at the end of the year when we talk about a year in review about how many tech companies have been absorbed, merged, acquired. And Facebook 
recently acquired CrowdTangle. And CrowdTangle is a four-year-old tool that's used by publishers like Vox, BuzzFeed, and Mike to track how their content is shared on social media. And so the two companies announced this deal uh, just this past Friday, and um, but they did not disclose any of the financial terms. But it, it will definitely um, further uh, Facebook's ability to uh, be a, uh, a stronger content uh, provider of, uh, of social media. And then WhatsApp, which is also a Facebook product, is launching a free video calling platform for its 1 billion users. So finally, WhatsApp is coming into the video calling uh, arena. So this is a game changer for WhatsApp, something that um, they have been deficient in for quite some time, unlike, unlike um, um, Skype and, and various other platforms. So they'll now be able to roll this out uh, globally, of course, because WhatsApp is um, most popular in uh, countries in uh, Europe and South America and Asia, uh, with some uh, also some success here in the United States. But there there still isn't any information about whether Facebook is going to wrap in WhatsApp into their Messenger platform and merge it into one. Still, they're keeping their Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp as two separate entities. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens in the future. That's our show for today. Thank you so much for joining me. On Tuesday, November 22nd at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, I will be interviewing former radio on-air personality, reporter, and show host, Ross Brand from Livestream Universe. Uh, we're going to talk about live streaming and how it's revolutionizing social networking. So you won't want to miss this. And as always, if you'd like to send me your feedback, communicate with the show, and for links to future live video broadcasts, go to Wagner.live. Until next time, this is Wagner signing off.